legendary name in hardcore supplementation. Iron Mag Labs. 100% original, patent-pending Andro Compound. The most effective, hardcore, groundbreaking, bodybuilding supplements in the world. In the world. Iron Mag Labs. Revolutionizing hardcore supplementation for more than a decade. Visit IronMagLabs.com. Iron Mag Labs. Dot com. Welcome back to Central Bodybuilding. I'm your host. Jeff Roberts, and I'm here as always with my co-host, Matt Wyke. How's it going today, Matt? It's going. How about you? Oh, you know, it's a, a slow day, my day off, which is nice. Um, and off just, day is always a good day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just having some fun, healthy debate with some of my buddies from school. We like oh, the yeah? group chat, and they like to they like to gang up on me and argue, argue against me, but of course... Um, People don't win arguments against Jeff Roberts. So, <laughs> any good because topics? I only argue about things that I feel very strongly about. I don't get into arguments just for the sake of arguing. We were arguing about uh, basketball stuff, about this Lavar Ball situation, his father, oh, and how okay. his father's affecting him and stuff. And I'm I'm arguing that his dad is a basically a marketing genius, and if Lavar's good, he's probably going to go down as one of the most popular basketball players in history because of that. Uh, media attention that no one gets and they think his the attention that he's garnered his son doesn't really matter until you know whatever but i just think i don't know he's beyond he's been on espn all these big radio shows and stuff and the he guy's was on a today nobody. yeah and he's he's a nobody i mean lavar ball is nobody his son is a good i mean what other human being in the history of sports has been on ESPN First Take, ESPN Radio, all these huge international shows. Like, what other person has done that who is just a, a father of a good NCAA athlete? I don't think it's ever happened before. So you gotta, there's something special going on there with that guy. And if you listen to him speak, I mean, he seem he sounds annoying if you just listen to the headlines. But if you listen to him speak, I mean. He really, I don't know, I think he's special. And I think if it, as, as long as Lonzo is good enough, I think the kid is going to be just, you know, very, very popular beyond his skill because of that. Because people like that. I mean, look at Rich Piana. Look at uh, Boston Lloyd. I mean, those yeah. rejects have more popularity than any other bodybuilders, and they suck at their game. Or they suck at the, at the sport. Why? Because... Because of their mels and the talk and the chatter. And that's what now Lonzo has that part of it. You know, it, it's, it's not just that he has talent. He has the other side of it too, which is how you create an epic, iconic athlete. You need both. Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali, Tiger Woods, Steph Curry, Michael Jordan. They weren't just good. They had other untangibles. They had other things going on with them that made them hyper popular beyond just being good at whatever they did, you know. Right. But. They think I'm wrong. We'll see. Um, the um, the big news, basically, uh, that we have now is the chatter of a 
185 or 187, 180-something class coming to the IFBB. Um, whether or not it's – it's obviously nothing is – I don't think anything's set in stone or anything like that. We really don't know. It's mostly hearsay at this point. But I have a – I would bet money that it's going to happen. Um, uh, maybe not 180-something, but I would bet money that another class is going to happen because another class means more money for the organization, which is really what these things are all about. Um, oh, so the young, the smaller guys have an opportunity. No, okay. Cause, cause sports organizations that are, you know, the NBA and the NFL and the NHL and all these really successful billions upon billions of dollar organizations, they always care about, uh, more people being able to compete. That's top priority, right? Like, come on. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I think, uh, I think it will happen. I don't know. What is your take on it? Cause I, I, I started talking to you off the air about what I think about it. The first things that come to mind. Uh, but what what is your first thought on uh, 185 or 187 or whatever it is class? You know what? I'm torn because I, I heard of this through Dave. He did a, an RX rant talking about it, and he doesn't agree with it. He thinks it's a bad idea. And and I kind of agree with him because if, if you look at how things are, you know, like in the NPC, you have all the different weight classes. And it's almost like that's the direction that the IFBB is going with with bodybuilding and you know at the pro level you know we have the open we have the 212 that they keep changing from you know 202 210 and you know 212 and you know the back and forth and then we have you know men's physique and then we have classic physique which is in between uh you know men's physique and 212 and then you want to throw in a 180 something which i, I agree i think something's going to happen it's it's going to definitely be you know a way less than than the 212 guys but you know where that falls maybe it's going to be a 190 something i i don't know but it i question why they're doing this if classic physique is is literally right there i mean it's it's almost going to be the exact same physiques so at that point you must just have weight classes i i totally agree with what dave was saying on his rant it it doesn't make sense other than getting the entry uh, entry fees and, and trying to get more people. I mean, the damn shows are long enough. I remember when they introduced Bikini and, and I would do the Arnold Amateur. I was there all damn night. I mean, it's like they were rolling in through like the back door or something. I'm like, where are all these chicks coming from? I'm like, it's it's 1130 at night. We didn't even, uh, you know, get through everybody yet. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? This doesn't even make sense. And and then when they got to the pros and I would do the Arnold, it was it's just absurd. If if they come out with a one eighty something or a one ninety something or wherever it falls, I almost wish the IFBB would completely change their their shows and their contest and and have like a true pro show of open figure um, fitness, maybe 212 because that, that draws a crowd, but do away with bikini, do away with uh, classic physique, do away with men's physique and, and just have a completely separate show. I mean, it's, the shows are just getting so long anymore that, you know, it's, it just takes too damn long to get through them. It, it doesn't make sense. And, you know, I just, I don't understand what type of competitor is going to fall under the 180 something class. I mean, I get it. 
you know, David Henry, I think, is under 200 pounds. I mean, he's a little mass monster, but, I mean, he's a little tank is what he is. So There's no way be... he's over 200 pounds. I don't care what he says. No way. I'd bet all my money on it. Oh, because it, he said it, when he – he said – these guys fuck up so bad with their with their weight lying. And I, I remember numbers pretty well. He said in an interview – I could probably find it. Then when he, when he was top 10 in the Olympia, he weighed 187. So – You've gained, what's that, 25 pounds since being 10th in the Olympia? That's impossible. You're probably lighter than you were when you placed top 10 at the Olympia. And and they totally give themselves away. But, yeah, he's not – he's not – he's nowhere near 212. But, yeah, that's kind of beside the point. But I just want to throw that out there. But it, it, it makes you wonder. It's like, so are, are guys from the 212 going to – go down to the the 180 something or the 190 something and and become the the Phil Heath of the of the division. I mean, I just I understand why they're doing it, but at the same sense I don't understand why they're doing it because it, it's it, it, it there's too many already. If if that's the route they're going to go, then then just screw it and and just give out weight classes and 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 have Get rid of men's physique and get rid of the the classic physique and and have all of them just fall under, uh, you know, a certain weight class for for bodybuilding. And the guys who don't you know don't want to go do bodybuilding, they would rather wear the board shorts. That's cool. That's your decision. But there there are other uh, pro status leagues or organizations out there that you can go to to do that. You know, NSL um WBFF or or whatever it's called. I mean there's there's a ton out there. You can gladly go get your pro status at one of those. I just I don't understand the direction of the IFBB if if we add another class into the mix. I mean, I'm just waiting for them to make a uh Addison's patient fucking class because I would win I would be Mr. Olympia in the Addison's division <laughs> 10 years in a row. I mean, what I mean, come on. Where are we going to draw the line? I mean, I, it, it's it's being created so that they can make more money and no other reason. I mean, other reasons will be put out there. But obviously, it's it's the same reason there's a bikini that nobody fucking cares about. No matter what you say, nobody cares about bikini. No fans. Nobody cares about men's physique. There's no fans of men's physique. Nobody cares. Um, even classic bodybuilding, while some people care, not really. Uh, it has pretty much the smallest fan base of any competitive sport on the planet. Um, the reason I say it's the smallest is because bikini and men's physique, physique have no fan base, so you can't count them. Uh, it's like they're making a division for every single person in, alive so you can have a billion entry fees in every show. Um, as far as it being, I mean, a 185 class in, in, in men's bodybuilding, who's going to be in that class? Uh, I think I, I just... The, the guys who are doing well, how tall is Flex Lewis? Five six, maybe. Um, so Jose Raymond's five three, five four. Uh, David Henry's about five four, five five. You got Charles Dixon's about five three. Um, the guy who won the Arnold, uh, Ashkenani's like five three. So who's gonna fit in the one eighty five? It it's already well established that. 5-6 is pretty much the cutoff. I mean, Branch Warren's 5-6.5. So is Dexter. They both... I mean, Branch won the Arnold twice. Dexter won the Olympia. And the Arnold five times. So, it's... it's 
where do you go from I, I don't know where I don't is it going to be a class of five foot guys who do you really want to see that I don't know it's not amateurs anymore if you're a man and you're a pro bodybuilder you don't weigh 185 it's just the way it is even the smallest guys you know the smallest competitors don't weigh 185 I mean I'm sure somebody I mean no doubt David Henry and Guy Cicernino and these guys could probably make it but they're already on top over there I just don't see the I wouldn't mind more weight classes just because the 212 is becoming more interesting in the open because the guys are I don't know something about that weight class makes it better I don't know it's hard to quantify what it is but there's more banter there's much more conditioning. I mean, how often in the like look at the open every single open show it's the final call outs two guys. And usually it's clear who wins. In the 212 the final call outs five guys and you can go any which way. That right. never happens in the open because half the field is that's a fat ass, you know. It doesn't happen in the 212 for whatever reason. And I don't think it's the weight limit cuz David Henry's nowhere near, nowhere near. He could have Rolls of quarters in both pockets and wearing a snowsuit, and he wouldn't weigh 212. Um, I mean, I stood right next to the guy. He's not 212. Uh, and plus, he said he was 187 at the, Olymp- at the Olympia when he placed. Unless he's lying about being light then, and and just it's just lies upon lies. I don't know, but I don't think that any of them would go down there. It just doesn't. It doesn't make sense, really. Um, the same way that. When the when the two when the two when the two twelve when it became two twelve even when it was two ten, Dexter could have competed in that. Don't tell me Dexter's much over two twelve. Well, don't tell me Dexter wasn't much over two twelve in two thousand eleven or whenever it started. I mean, he'll claim two thirty five or whatever. He's probably you know two twenty one maybe. He and, and he loses weight because he hates food, you know, all the time. So. It's but Dexter would never go down. Why would he go down? He's already, you know, taking names and kicking ass in the in the open. So it's the same with the two twelve. These guys aren't gonna just because Guy Cicernino might weigh one eighty nine and and David Henry might weigh one ninety doesn't mean they're gonna drop to one eighty five. David Henry should have won the Arnold in my opinion. So I don't see from a fan standpoint and stuff. Now I would be okay with another class, but it wouldn't be. I, I would do something like. You know, 200, 225, and then and then super heavy, uh, like lightweight, middleweight, heavyweight, something like that. And the middleweights yeah. are 225 and under, and the heavies are over that. Something like that might be interesting, but again, it, it, you might get a situation where you don't have enough people. See, the, but but that would never happen because what they're thinking is the the guys who are they all already have a place to go. So while Having a 225 class, an open class, and a 200 class might be a little more exciting for the fans and stuff. It's not going to really generate any more entry fees, maybe a little bit. So it's not it's not money driven. It's passion and whatever driven. So it, it's probably not going to happen. But, but I wouldn't be it... opposed to that. Having three different champions would be cool, and then they can have a final pose down to have the final champion. People say, oh, the big guy always wins. That's not true. The middleweight guy would probably win every time. You'd have a guy like, uh, you know, the middleweight guy, I mean, who knows? Maybe Phil Heath gets to 225, or, I mean, he probably not, but 
you have a shredded 225 guy going against a bloated, you know, 275 guy, he could definitely beat him. And it happens all the time. So I don't know. I, or if you have like a Lee Priest type guy in the in the 200 class, he could he could win shows over the other guys. I mean, that would be interesting and fun. But it doesn't really equate to more money, which is you know the motive behind everything, seemingly. So it probably won't happen. I just don't see how. I mean, if if you have to be under five six to compete in the two twelve, what do you have to be under to keep compete in the one eighty five? I mean, it has to continue happening. Nobody who's five five is going to be good in the one eighty five. They're going to look tall and skinny. So, do we really want a class of guys who are five three and four eleven and shit? I mean, come on. Money's going to be an issue. I, I think that's going to be the biggest thing. And obviously, the guys, if we would create like a two twenty five, and I actually like that idea. I like having like a, a two twelve, a two twenty five, or a, or a two thirty, and then have you know the the super heavies. You know, the, the have that be the open. Uh, that way you have the guys like Phil and Rami and Dallas and, and you know, the mass freaks going toe to toe. And then it gives guys like, you know, Dexter and, and Victor and, and all those guys a, a home to go to around the 225. You have Jose and, and David Henry and, and Flex and all those guys doing the 212. I, I just don't see 185 being big. But my only concern is a lot of those 212 guys are – light enough that they could go into the 180 whatever or the 190 whatever if they go that route and and if you if you look at the last year's olympia when when kevin came back that was like the story for the open class this year you have flex coming back flex wheeler that is not lewis so you have flex wheeler coming back to do classic if they start a 180 or 190 something class I wouldn't put it past them to push one of the two 12 guys to go down and kind of be the headliner for that division. But it's just, it, do you, do you almost feel like you're degraded or, or demoted if you're going to go from what was an open class and you were too small to compete with the big guys. Now they create, you know, a two Oh two, you know, a, a two ten, two Oh two, and then a two twelve, And, and now you're there. And then they further lower it to a 180 something, 190 something, and then you fall back into that one. Like, does it does it take away from like the mystique of being a bodybuilder? Because when you look at the guys, literally, if if you saw pictures of them, you're like, wow, that dude is just huge. And then you find out he's under 200 pounds, and I'm like, okay, well, I, I weigh about as much as that guy. Um, obviously, I don't look like them, but from a weight standpoint, you know, we're spot on, basically. Right. Uh, so it, I just, I don't understand. If if we do it, it's it's entry fees, which I get, but it, nobody's going to go from a two twelve where you're making considerably less than what the open guys are making, and you're going to have to end up filtering down, you know, more funds to to somehow uh, salvage the money to to create this new one eighty something, one ninety something, and pay those guys for winning. I mean, I can't see David Henry taking, uh, you know, a pay cut, so to speak, for for a win or a good placing to go from a 212 down to a 180 or 190 something. I just, it, what's the point? Yeah, I don't see that happening. Uh, I mean, what guys went from the open to the 212? None of them were great competitors. I mean, they're great competitors, don't get me wrong, but none of them were vying for big titles. None of them were top three at the Arnold, top six at the Olympia, obviously. So why would it happen in the 212? You know, I mean, Mark Dugdale, um, 
Hide, Craig Richardson. Yeah. Hide is probably the best example, but again, he was top six at the Arnold once, which was, I mean, man, he he must be best buddies with Santa Claus on that one because he beat <laughs> he beat Cedric and it was, that was one that 2013 like man, what were they looking at? But you know he, I mean Hide is a tenth of the Olympia type guy, and even that people argue about he should be lower. And he's the top guy from the open that went down to the 212. So I don't see that's just not going to happen. I can t- I mean, I don't know. I guess I could say before the 202, I would probably have said to you, I, I'm not going to be interested in that class. And now I am interested in it, although it's 212 now. But I, I'm pretty confident that I would not be interested in a 185 class. I just can't imagine a situation where going into a pro show, I'm excited for the 185. It's just, I don't know. I don't see that. I don't see that happening. Uh, But I do think weight classes are a cool idea, namely because of the way the 212 has garnered my attention with its, they're kind of the fiery attitude and the crazy conditioning. And and they just go head to head. You know, it's, it's, it's way more competitive, uh, top to bottom, than the. I mean, you look at the guys who place eighth, ninth at the Arnold Olympia for the 212. They're nasty. They they're they're very good bodybuilders. Um, which is, in other words, the guy. The difference between, like in the open, the difference between Phil Heath and the guy in tenth is just absurd. Phil Heath and Hede, mm, that's a good show. Compared to Flex Lewis and maybe. Charles Dixon or somebody that's they aren't that far off. I mean, somebody who doesn't know bodybuilding that well could possibly make a case for someone like Charles Dixon over Flex Lewis in the open. It's not even in the same realm. It's, it's so nobody who's placed 10th has ever been close to the guy who won. Even if you go back I mean, Ronnie Coleman versus who would be 10th back then uh, fucking, I don't know, uh, Craig Titus or somebody like it's just not even close, but uh, I just think, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's even going to come to pass, but it probably will. Um, I'm not real keen on it, but I would like to have a, like a middleweight, lightweight, heavyweight situation. You know, I think it would be cool uh, and then have them battle it out at the end. Because if you th- And even in that case, you have... The overall pose down is three guys. I mean, just like in the NPC, really. The overall pose down is three guys, which is kind of like a little mini show. Uh, and you can judge it. Um, it. It's not like in the NPC, the super heavy doesn't always win. They probably don't even win the most times. I mean, the, the heavyweights win a lot. And the, the light heavies win a lot, too. The middleweights win v- almost never, but it has happened. Uh, so that's 176 compared to a the you know the supers who are 230. Uh, that's not the limit, but I'm saying they weigh 230. Um, and, and sometimes, so I don't see how people talk about oh Flex Lewis versus Phil Heath wouldn't even be close. Well, no shit, but that doesn't mean that. I mean Phil Heath in 2011 he didn't weigh much over 225. He might say he weighed two. 38 or 242 or whatever but you know they all lie you got to take at least five pounds off that so now you're looking at low what 230s if phil heath 
Imagine 2011 Phil Heath, um, you know, coming down a little bit more and making a 225 or a 230 class. Nobody's going to touch him. I don't care who wins the bigger class. Who who would that even have been? Um, Dennis Wolf, he would get smoked. Or Jay Cutler, he got he got smoked that year. So I think that would be interesting. It would just add a new dynamic to it. And probably, at least in the middles and the in the in the lights, it would be much better conditioning and much a much. Yeah, I mean, I I totally agree. And to be honest, I almost feel like the IFBB like pro status is is almost watered down like what does it really mean to be an ifbb pro these days it's like if we continue to grow all of these different classes and divisions it's like what what does it really mean so you can you can come up through the npc as a a bodybuilder but then you could end up in you know the the 180 something class or or the 190 class or you can jump up to the 212 or even the open but it, it just seems like the more we add to bodybuilding that we're truly watering down what it's what it's like to be, you know, in the major leagues. I mean, when you think of a pro bodybuilder, you think of the open. You're not thinking about necessarily one of the 212 or, you know, guys in the the classic physique division and stuff like that. So, I mean, as a final thought, I just feel like to be a professional and to, and to have that pro status, it, it just doesn't mean as much as it did before now that we have all of these other divisions, it just seems like they want to give out trophies to everybody, like like participation trophies and medals and everybody, uh, you know, is is a winner in their eyes and stuff like that. And and I don't agree with that. Yeah, I mean, it, and Dave touched on this. If you haven't heard the RX rant, uh, Dave touches on it as well. And it's just basically talking about how, you know, everybody's a winner and, and how um, it, it's just it's it's bad for the sport in general. By, by opening it up and having all of these different classes. And it's it's truly watering down what what the IFBB pro bodybuilder status truly means. But, I mean, talking about, you know, bodybuilders, uh, now that I guess we'll get back to, to that topic. So Brandon Curry did an interview about the the upcoming Olympia, and he had some uh, – some interesting thoughts about who could actually win it all. And, and so what, what did you hear on, on this interview? Yeah, he was on RX muscle. And I guess, I guess like you can't blame him for saying such things. I mean, it's kind of expected, but he did say, Dave asked him, do you think you can win the 2017 Olympia? And his answer was, of course I can. Um, I think sometimes in bodybuilding, when guys win, I don't know if every pro understand, like fully grasps when they're in the trenches, fully grasps the difference between an Arnold Australia and a New Zealand and like the Olympia. Cause I could, I, I, I get the feeling that Brandon won two pro shows in a row. And now he's thinking like he's a, a an Olympia contender. It's like, well, if any of the top seven guys were there, you probably wouldn't have won. You know, uh, nobody was there. Dallas McCarver, his best placing is ninth. So it doesn't make you a contender. Now, the way that he improved in the short time he was there, if they put on another 15% on that or whatever, legs come up a little bit, a little bit drier, who knows? He could probably be right in the mix. Uh, I think Brandon Curry can beat Dexter for sure. Um, 
I think he's probably better than Dexter almost already. Maybe not from the side, but from most other angles, he's probably better than Dexter. Um, so, yeah, it was funny that he said he, he, he thinks he could win the, the Olympia and um, how he's actually a pretty interesting character. He, he talks about how Dave asked him if he was nervous about New Zealand because he had taken so much time off. He had sacrificed so much and going to Kuwait and being away from his family. And he goes, uh, he's like, well, I could pretty much guarantee you I was the least nervous person in the whole show. He's like, I just don't get nervous about this and that. And he's calling bodybuilding a hobby and stuff. And it's kind of funny, the whole, his to hear his demeanor and then hear a guy like Guy Cisternino or somebody like that. And the way that they are just blood, sweat, and tears and would cut their left arm off for it and stuff. And you have a guy like Brandon Curry. It just, yeah, man, like really, really laid back about it. Um, and on, on the same token, he talked about Kuwait because Dave, which I thought was really good on Dave's part. It's the first time that Dave has kind of tr- tried to infiltrate the, Ku- the that Kuwait experience. So he's like, he literally said, so Brandon, when you get to Kuwait, you, you get off the plane, what happens? And then he's like, he explained that they're picked up at the airport, first class. They got food for them. They got they don't have to look around. It's first class. They get driven everywhere. And then he's you know where do you live? Well, there's a high there's high rise apartments right next door to the gym. So you know full kitchen everything. It's it's two athletes per room. I'm sure the rooms are massive. They probably have their own room to sleep in. So uh, he roomed with um, Akeem Williams, but. And then, then, you know, Dave's like, so what do you do all day? And he's like, do you play video games? Like, what do you do? D- being like Dave's little being condescending and trying to act like he's not being condescending. Right. Um, whenever Dave brings up video games, it's like one of his it's one of his like ghost ways to be condescending. Um, but, you know, he, he brings it up and. And Brandon Curry was literally like, well, Akeem's kind of into those video games, but I pretty much just sit around and do nothing. He literally, (laughs) I'm not being, I'm not paraphrasing. I'm not paraphrasing. He said, I pretty much sit around and he goes, if I'm not talking to my wife or kid on FaceTime or whatever, I pretty much just sit around and do nothing. And it's a bodybuilder. Yeah. And, and, (laughs) and he's like, I like, I mean, I'll watch Akeem play a video game here or there, catch some movie, but. You know, I just sit around and not do anything. And then he asked about food, and he said, "Well, they have a lot of foods. First of all, there's a there's a cafe at the gym that probably has all like premier food. And then, not only that, they have food services just like here. You know, all these food services for people. And Brandon takes he Brandon takes." advantage of that as well so he's just getting meals sent to him so i mean he's literally quite literally doing nothing besides eating sleeping and training and maybe like occasionally doing something else but not really i mean it's almost it's it's interesting to me it's it's very interesting to me how Bader Dubai has created this ideal situation for bodybuilders 
this guy with a lot of money who can afford to do this has created this, um, I don't even know what you'd call this camp where you just have, it's, it's, everyone talks about the bodybuilder's dream is to do this, this, and this. I mean, people talk about Phil Heath sits home and plays video games. No, he doesn't. I'm sure he does a little bit, maybe on the week or maybe, um, during the week a little bit or something, but Phil Heath is on the road all the time. Phil Heath, this and that Phil Heath is probably, he's not locked in a hotel room watching movies and eating food and going to train. I mean, it's not even close. Even the guys who make a lot of money aren't doing that. So it really makes you, people love to say, I mean, if you asked Boston Lloyd or any of those um, dinks, they'd say it's all the drugs are the best drugs. Drugs are everything. Um, Dallas McCarver's lying. It's drugs, drugs, drugs. And, uh, it, 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 but you know, now that I heard that interview, it kind of seems like maybe it's not anything to do with that because can you imagine just having that sort of, like they wake up and do cardio. He also said that the, like the trainers are constantly on, on duty. Basically at any moment they could call you to be, they could show up at your room to look at you. They could show up, they could call you. And have you come somewhere so that they can look at you. They change their diet. Uh, they change the diet up daily. Um, almost like a Chris Aceto type thing where depend- it's not nothing set in stone. So every every day the body is assessed and the diet changes and everything else changes based on what the body looks like. I mean it literally sounds like the only way I could think to make it more ideal was if they somehow hired uh, Chris Aceto and Chad Nichols to, and I guess Hanny Rob, Rombod maybe, but Chad Nichols and Chris Aceto, if they hired them to be the gurus, you know, like uh, Chris takes it, I mean, because there's no way the gurus they got over there are as good as Chris and, and Chad. I mean, they're just, come on, they're not. But obviously they're very good. I don't. I can't think of another way to even enhance it. It's literally that optimized for bodybuilding progress. Uh, I just thought that was really um, a really interesting conversation. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely interesting, and it's like you said, when when you ask Brandon if he's going to win the Olympia, that's like asking the 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 freaking Eagles, and I'm using an NFL reference here, or or the Phillies, uh, because both of them suck. Uh, if they're going to win the Super Bowl or, or win the World Series. Of course they're going to say yes. I mean, what are you going to say? No, no, we suck. I'm not going to win. And I mean, I'm not referencing Brandon that, that that he doesn't have a good physique. But his chance of winning is is slim to none, in my opinion. Um, you know, maybe it's wishful thinking. Maybe he's trying to play it up that, yeah. that he's at least, um, you know, has a, a positive mental state of, of the possibility of doing well at the Olympia. Winning, absolutely not. But it, it begs the question with Kuwait, what if some of the athletes that, that are still here in the States right now would go over to Kuwait? I would love to see what Cedric and Phil would look like if they spent the offseason in Kuwait. Cedric, a, would never, Cedric would never lose a show again. That's a really good point. He would never lose that's, a show And that's again. where I was going with that. Cedric would be unstoppable. I mean, I think Cedric would literally stomp on Phil Heath. 
Yeah. I, I mean, Cedric, it's, I think where you're going with that was Cedric would be the, the greatest bodybuilder ever to step on stage. If he spent the off season over there, mm-hmm. he'd be it, 305 be with ripped deep glutes and just steamroll. I, I, I believe that for sure. And I, I mean, think, that's... I mean, there, there are guys who aren't his level that I think could definitely benefit from going over there as well. Like a Roman Fritz type guy, or, uh, you know, there's guys who are kind of on the cusp who uh, aren't really nailing it. I, I'm really interested now in seeing Akeem Williams come out of there and see what sort of beast King Kong creature he becomes, you know, because man, he was a monster beast beforehand. And now, I mean, he's just playing video games all day, eating perfect food and training. Ugh, I don't know, man. It's, it's scary. It's scary. What do you think about him saying they literally don't do anything? I mean, it's... <laughs> Dude, honestly, I can't stop laughing at that. I just see these just ginormous guys sitting in a chair somewhere playing video games all day. There's Brandon Curry sitting in the corner twiddling his thumbs. Akeem Williams is playing Xbox or PlayStation, yelling at the TV screen or something. Like, <laughs> this is the picture I have in my head right now. And then all of a sudden they get a knock on the door and they quit turn off the video games. Akeem's shoving the controller in the couch. They're sitting there as the door opens up and, you know, in comes one of the trainers or or, or Bader and they're like, oh, okay, uh, let's assess. Uh, okay, we're going to change the diet today. Okay, we need to go train right now. And then they go they go train. It's it's almost like you're at uh, – now, I don't know if you ever did this. Like with my background with tennis, I was always at different college tennis camps and stuff. And we would stay in the dorms and, and all the athletes would be obviously in different dorms. But you would bunk up with, with people. So like it would be me and another athlete. Uh, you know, with in in one room, and then they would have two other athletes in another room, so on and so forth. And it was like at at any point you would get a knock on the door that you know you would want to go train with certain areas. You know, whether it was strength and agility, or you would actually go on the court to to do training, or or whatever the case may be. I, I totally see that happening over there, just on a completely different level. It's to me, it's it's. I guess it makes sense that. It's all they focus on. I mean, think about what stress does to the body. I mean, over there, what stress do you have? Literally, they come get you when it's time to work out. You, you have any type of food that that you could imagine there, you know, with the bodybuilder, you know, mentality. It's not like you're going to go get ice cream and shit. But – like they they prepare your food for you exactly how you need it. Uh, you know, you go back and you relax for the and rest of the day. And they're saving money. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz they pay I for mean, everything. Exactly. It's it it's a bodybuilder's dream. Like if anybody wants to be, you know, uh an, not an overnight bodybuilder cuz that that takes time, but you know, insta famous so to speak, go over to Kuwait. I mean, you're you're bound to in in at least a month's time completely transform your physique. I don't I don't care who you are, if you go over there and you don't come back more impressive than than how you left, it, that's your own damn fault. Like you clearly didn't do anything over there. You played way too many video games then. <laughs> but I'm 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 totally sold on on Kuwait. And I know we talked about Oxygen Gym, and I wrote articles on how I feel Oxygen Gym is now the place to train in the world. Um, I, I'm just totally, totally blown away with what these guys are doing and, and how they're they're producing these athletes to, to come out of Kuwait. It's insane. 
Yeah, I wish they had a sound clip of Brandon Curry saying, I just pretty much sit around and do nothing. Uh, it was... Because uh, <laughs> when he first said it, the fir- my first reaction is he's just fucking around. You know, he's just... He's kind of giving Dave the business for saying that. Because uh, Dave does say it in um, a little bit of a condescending way. You just play video games? What do you do? And... Um, as if that's wrong or right. Like, it's not up to you to decide if playing video games is wrong or right. Uh, but uh, it's... it's He wasn't being... He wasn't joking at all. He was being dead serious. He just didn't give a fuck. He was like, I sit around and do nothing. That's what I do. It, it, it was really... Uh, really interesting. And I, I think I... I really like Brandon Curry a lot. I mean, the way... He just didn't care. Because he knows... I mean, man, you can't... You can't go on an interview... And say that you just sit around and do nothing. People are gonna eat him apart for that. But it he doesn't he doesn't care. He he seemed uh he came across to me as completely honest and real, which I really like. Because, you know, he could have bullshitted and said, Yo, I do this, I do work on the computer, I get email it's like but he didn't. He's like, I didn't don't do anything. You know, which I um He's not afraid of people casting judgment on him, which will inevitably happen. Um, he's not, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't care about that. He told the truth and it is what it is, which I thought was really cool. But yeah, I mean, I'm wondering if this interview gets out enough, if it will uh, increase the number of people who are going over there. I know you kind of have to be invited or whatever, but do we know if anyone else is over there who we haven't seen besides Akeem Williams? Um, um, I can't think of anybody. Yeah, I, I mean, he's he's kind of the newest guy. I mean, obviously we knew Victor went over there, Rami's over there, um, you know, Akeem and and Curry and John De La Rosa was over there. Um, it didn't uh, work Nathan, for John. Nathan Dayasha was there. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, I think I think John screwed around over there. There's there's no way that you can go over there and come back not looking better than 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 how you left the states i mean you look at 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 nathan and and his transformation you look at victor in the short period of time that he was over there uh you know getting ready for uh, you know the new york pro and stuff like that i mean there's there's no way that that john took it seriously but i mean he, he, we just mentioned what well over a handful of guys that were over there who who have completely changed their physiques for the better but i mean I would love to see more guys go over because I I can I can't even imagine what some of these other guys would look like with some time over an oxygen gym. You know what they need? They need some sort of media outlet based there so that we can get uh like the fans can have coverage of what's going on over there, training videos, sit downs, interviews. So on and so forth. You know, I feel like I want to see more guys go over there too because I want to see more great physiques, but I don't want them to disappear off the radar when they do and then just reappear. You know, I don't think that would be the best thing of all time. Um, If I could send anyone over there, it'd probably be Cedric McMillan and Jason Huh, but I don't think Jason Huh is even going to compete anymore because I, I always thought Jason Huh was just. I mean, capable of anything on a bodybuilding stage, as long as he could put it all together and, and do what was necessary to to, to 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 make that happen. You know, I just thought he was insane looking 
when he won the uh, I, think, I think he won the USA. He was insane looking, and he was insane looking at every show he did. He just was never hard enough, or maybe he some shows he was flat and and whatever else. But yeah, I mean, it's it's I am now a bigger fan of Brandon Curry and a bigger fan of the Kuwait situation. Um, I mean, to be fair, they are pro athletes. So if they're going to sit around in a hotel room and do nothing during the, I mean, what do you think Steph Curry and LeBron James do in the off season and stuff? Like, do you think they, you know, they're not outside doing yard work. Like, you know, they're not running errands. They probably just chill in their mansions and do whatever the fuck they want until the season comes and they have to compete. And then when they're not, what do you think they do between games? They have two days off. You think they, they don't do shit. Maybe do some shooting or something, but they're playing basketball. You know, that's not, they're pro athletes. They shouldn't, his job is the training and the eating and the competing. So if he does all that and then sits around otherwise, I mean, every American goes to work and then comes home and sits around and does nothing. So you can't really bash him because he's doing his job and then sitting around just like anyone else. So I don't, I don't have a problem with that at all. I just want to see, uh, I have a feeling it's, it's, it's gotta be inevitable that more people go over there, especially after hearing this. And I want to go over there. I don't even fucking, you know, I want to go over there and I, I don't even compete or plan to compete. So, yeah, it would be a cool atmosphere. I mean, you talk about people going over to to the Mecca, over to Golds, and and going over to Bev's Gym, and and all these different places. I mean, I I, I think I'm more interested in going over to Oxygen Gym than anything. I mean, it 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 looks amazing. They have different videos up. Uh, I can't remember. It might have been Instagram that I saw some of the videos, or or online on YouTube, or or something like that. But I mean, the inside of it looks amazing. Uh, you know, just walking up to it doesn't even look like a, a normal gym. It's it's really interesting. Yep, absolutely. I remember reading uh, in Flex Magazine, I think. This is years ago. Probably 2007, maybe. And uh, reading about, who was it? Dennis Wolf, Dennis James. And somebody else going to Kuwait and training at Oxygen Gym, and uh, if you and even uh, Battle from the Olympia, I think 2007, Melvin Anthony's part, he's wearing an Oxygen Gym shirt, and he's talking about training over there. So it's not like it's become more well known now, but people who are really diehard 10 years ago, it was a thing 10 years ago. I mean, anyone go. Type in, I believe it was 07. It was 07 or earlier. It was either 05. I'm pretty sure it was 07. Go type in Melvin Anthony 2007 Battle for Olympia. It may not come up, but I'm telling you, he had an oxygen gym shirt on, although he was in Venice for the filming. I mean, Mitsuro is not going to go to Kuwait. But, it, it, you know, it was, uh, it, it was a thing back then too. So, I, and they they raved about the gym back then. They talked about how it was the best gym in the world. It was unbelievable. There was always people there to spot. It was just insane. So, um, it's it's not a flare up. So, anyone who thinks that or they think, oh well, it's it's gonna fizzle out or whatever, nah, don't hold your breath. Uh, I think it's not going to fizzle out. But uh, that's that's all the bodybuilding stuff we really have. I would um. The one thing, I guess we could call this, we've been kind of skipping the showstopper, but 
this week we'll do a showstopper, and we're going to touch on the the potential. I believe it's going to happen. Uh, Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather fight. Um, how how close do you follow um, such super fights? I mean, I follow them. Like, I mean, I I don't get all the pay per views. If if there's a big fight, uh, you know, some of the my buddies and I will get together to watch the fights. But I mean, I watch it enough to to stay up on what's going on. But it's not like I'm watching, you know, all of the the UFC. Uh, you know, events that they have during the week, like not the not the big like UFC 2016, you know, all the all the you know gigantic events, but um, but I mean any 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 of the big events I'm generally interested in and and pay attention to, but this one in particular, obviously Connor leaving the octagon so to speak and heading into the ring is is going to be different. I mean, do you want to give your opinion? Do you want me to give my opinion on the fight? Go ahead. Honestly, I think McGregor's going to get, you know, his head kicked in. Uh or, or punched in rather. It's Connor Connor has the background in boxing. You know, that's that's originally where he came from. But his training style isn't, you know, stand up. That's not what he's what he's, you know, really known for doing you know just pounding it out with people i mean he's he's a mixed martial artist there's there's different styles that he incorporates into his fighting and now he's going up against arguably one of the greatest boxers uh ever and he's gonna have to stand up and go toe-to-toe with him only using his fists now in my opinion if it was a street fight mcgregor would would literally just dominate floyd but we're talking about in the ring with rules with gloves on, and I, I, I just don't see Connor pulling this out. I don't blame him for for taking the fight and and playing it up to be this this gigantic event because, quite frankly, it is. I mean, they're talking about each of them making, you know, a hundred million plus off of this fight, which is in insane in its own right. But I, I don't see Connor winning. Uh, if it goes the distance, I still don't think Connor's going to win by by decision. It's uh, I don't know. I, I want to see it because I want to see what what Connor can do. But going up against Floyd, I don't see it ending well for Connor. Yeah, I mean, this is like uh, you you nailed it when you said there's they're going to make a hundred million dollars. Uh, Connor McGregor has never seen anything even remotely close to that. $100 million to Conor McGregor is like $90 million to me. <laughs> you know, it's like Floyd Mayweather is Floyd Money Mayweather. I mean, he's worth, what is he worth? $700 million or something crazy? $500 million? It's, it's, I don't think that Conor McGregor is dumb enough to think he would beat Floyd Mayweather in a boxing match. You say, but I think it's it's about the money, honestly. I don't think uh, Floyd Mayweather sure as hell knows it's not going to be a good fight. But you know how the, the UFC guys kind of are, their whole little shtick. And I have guys at work and stuff, Ooh, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, Conor McGregor hits really hard. It's like, he hits really hard? Yeah, well, guess what? Matt White probably had a pretty good serve in tennis. He's not going to beat Roger Federer. You know, <laughs> he's going to get fucking embarrassed like he's never played before. Um, yes, you, Matt, you're a great tennis player, but if you played the third best guy in the world, you would not, you would get smoked off the court. So like, 
that's yeah, he has a boxing background. What are you talking like boxing background? He's he's boxing the one of the greatest boxers in in human history. Uh, I, I just don't see how people. I don't think that Conor McGregor is dumb enough or delusional enough to think he has a shot. But I would fight Floyd Mayweather for a hundred million. I'd fight him over. I'd fight him with my hands tied behind my back for a hundred million. He could knock my ass out. You yeah, know. <laughs> I mean, I tell can, everyone I I will fight Mike Tyson for for a million dollars because you know what all i know is i'm gonna get punched once i'm gonna go to sleep and when i wake up i'm gonna be fucking rich <laughs> yeah you're gonna be 42 <laughs> years old um but yeah i think um i just don't and people are saying like dana white's well floyd's definitely not gonna knock him out floyd's definitely not gonna knock him out why i mean Implying that Floyd can't hit hard enough to knock out Conor, like all he does is hit. That that's his whole. He's one of the greatest hitters of all. I mean, what do you mean he can't knock him out? Maybe, maybe there's a chance that Conor McGregor can throw a harder punch than Floyd Mayweather, but that has nothing. That that's like that's like saying. Bodybuilder X weighs more than bodybuilder Y, so but when that's the only context you have, so you think X is gonna beat Y. Well, that's ridiculous. It doesn't even literally doesn't matter who punches harder. Uh, I mean, obviously Floyd Mayweather can punch extremely hard, and not only that, it just you really think that Floyd Mayweather is gonna get hit by a by a Conor McGregor haymaker? You're you're dreaming. There's no way. And it's it's just I don't know I, I, I even if Conor McGregor was a a loudmouth outspoken up and coming boxer who was ranked fifth or something it's still gonna be heavily I mean Floyd's gonna be heavily favored and that's not even the case he's not a boxer he's a UFC fighter and people say well yeah but in UFC it's a lot of boxing it's like stop stop it's a the NFL is a lot of running you, you think uh you know. Is is Deion Sanders gonna beat Usain Bolt? He'll he'll beat him running backwards. It, it's not that's not how it works, you know. What I'm, it's not uh, Conor McGregor's not Bo Jackson of fighting. I'm sorry, it's it's just not the not not how not how it's gonna work. You can't have a Derek Jeter can't race, you know, Justin Gatlin in the hundred meter and win because he's the fastest runner on the Yankees. I mean. Be serious. It's 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 just uh, I don't see. It. I mean, God, I really hope Conor McGregor doesn't knock him out because I, I mean I look like a moron. I so will a lot of other people, but I just don't. I think um, there's there's a there's a disconnect I think between the UFC guys and what boxing's all about. Uh, maybe it's because boxing's really not that popular anymore, and UFC is. So a lot of these guys that love UFC aren't really well versed in boxing and they don't realize how different it is, but you can't just, you can't take away the fact that Floyd Mayweather is 49 and 0 against the greatest boxers in the world. Um, a UFC guy who mostly grapples is not going to, yeah, he's a hard hitter. Okay. There's millions of men who can hit harder than Floyd Mayweather. And he would kill them, literally, end their life if they got in a fight, you know? So, it, it, I just don't, I don't, I understand the hype, and it is going to be cool, but to think that 
Conor McGregor has a has a real chance is because I think even if Conor McGregor goes nuts and just you know goes in on him and really starts throwing throwing his hands really hard and just kind of goes nut nuts so on him, it Floyd Mayweather's seen that a thousand times before. He's gonna he's gonna know exactly where to dodge and exactly where to pop you in the face and knock your ass out because he's seen that a thousand times. You can't. You can't prepare yourself for Floyd Mayweather when you're a UFC guy. It's just not. I mean, it's 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 the analogy to other sports is 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 correct. You're not gonna have a, you know, there's the, you're not you're not gonna put a a um even sports that are very close. You're not gonna put Ezekiel Elliott on a rugby team and he's gonna beat the best rugby player. That's insane. Or the best rugby player, or like uh, uh, the 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 best rugby player coming and trying to be trying to take Ezekiel Elliott's spot. It's just not going to happen. They're different games, and and rugby and football are a lot more similar than UFC and boxing. Uh, you know, it's just it, it, I I don't think it's going to be a good contest. Uh, I am excited to see it though, because I I want to see Floyd Mayweather just kind of kind of toy with him and I think I think that's what's going to happen. Well, I I truly think that Conor McGregor thinks he can win. I at least in in my mind and the way that he talks and the way that he acts, I I truly believe that he thinks in his head he's going into this fight. How old thinking, is he? Who McGregor? Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. If he's young, he might be dumb enough to think he could win. I know well, it's young, but I don't know how young. I mean, he could just be the delusional young guy with too much testosterone. You know, I mean, I guess if he's 25 years old, I think he's something like 25 or 26. Yeah, so. I, I think he's definitely in his, his mid-20s. Um, but I, I truly think that, that he believes he's going to go in and, you know, shake up the world. He's going to walk in and be like, yeah, it just took a UFC guy to come in here and, and knock out the, the world's greatest boxer right now. I, I I can see him thinking that. It, it, I don't know. But I agree with you. I mean, it's not like Connor's going to go into the ring and, and show Floyd something that he hasn't already seen. Uh, I mean, there's there's so many different fighting styles out there. And like you said, Floyd is, what, like 40 and 0 or something crazy. Um, I, I just don't see Floyd being, you know, caught off guard with with Connor coming in here and, and presenting a different fighting style, I mean, look, he's not kicking, he's not grappling, he's, you know, he's not taking Floyd to the ground. There's nothing that that can really surprise Floyd at, the, at this point. Exactly. So for Floyd, Floyd's going, oh yeah, okay, it's just another guy, but it's gonna, you know, I'm gonna get a hell of a lot more money than I ever had by by winning this fight and, and telling this UFC fighter to go the hell back into the oxygen uh oxygen oh Jesus Christ I can't even talk the octagon and oxygen you know, gym coming back up yeah I'm I'm thinking bodybuilding we're we're kind of off topic and I'm I'm my brain is still in bodybuilding but I mean in the in, in the end Connor McCarver <laughs> hey don't get me started I'll start screwing up everybody's name <laughs> but but yeah I don't think I don't think Floyd's gonna lose or uh I don't think Floyd's going to lose. It's there's there's no way. He, 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 hey, Connor could prove me wrong. I would love to see it because that would be one hell of a an upset. But I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, it's interesting. I'll, I'll end it with this. Um, 
you said he Connor's not going to do anything that uh, Floyd's not seen before. And that's that's probably the biggest thing. I mean, Floyd Mayweather is perfectly prepared for every situation in the ring. So you can't you, – no matter what strategy, unless you're going to kick him – there's no strategy that Connor can employ to to get one over on on Floyd Mayweather. He's Floyd Mayweather. I mean, you can call him a scumbag. He's cocky. He's not got. He's he's had cheap shots and shit. Yeah, whatever. You're right. True, but he's 49 and 0, and he's 42 years old and still in great shape. There's nothing that he everything that Connor does is literally going to be such old news to to uh Floyd that it's not going to be effective. I mean, I, I just don't see how anyone could over could, could could overlook that. They just keep talking about how how heavy Connor's hands are. Like, okay, you still got to hit him and hit him square, which boxers, I mean, Manny Pacquiao couldn't hit him. We all saw that fight. Oh, it was a lame fight. All he did. Yeah, but guess what? He won and he never even he barely got hit. You think do you think Manny Pacquiao can't hit Floyd, but but Conor McGregor will be able to? Come on now, I, I just I don't I don't see that happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I thought we we touch on that because it's kind of something. It's been a really slow week in bodybuilding, so um, we we it was it came down between uh, vegan diets and uh, Conor versus Floyd, and we went with Con- Conor versus Floyd. Uh, pretty pr- probably probably a good decision because I'd be. Uh, I would probably be ranting till midnight about veganism if if we chose that one. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, guys, you know, uh, check out IronMagLabs.com. Buy some product over there. Best pro hormones on the market. They they support this show. They support International Iron. They support most other shows over at RX and all those. You know, uh, it's it's uh, we are the the wealth of the industry essentially. So. Uh, support us and uh, support the industry by doing so. You can use coupon code Jeff15 at either IronMagLabs.com or IronMagResearch.com, G-E-O-F-F-1-5. Um, IronMagazine.com, this will go up there, as well as iTunes. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes. I think it's called subscribe uh, or whatever it's called. It just pops up automatically. Um People like to tell me that, you know, I love when International Iron pops up or Central Bodybuilding. I always listen to it. Um, so, you know, talking about, you know, referring to um, iTunes, that's always nice. So, yeah, that's that's all I got, Matt. Uh, good show. Um, what do you – any final words? Follow us on social media. Let us know what you think about the show. We'd love to hear feedback. Uh, we get a whole bunch of messages on Facebook. I, you know, we get a few, or at least I get a few through uh, through Twitter. I can't remember. Do you have Twitter? No. I do, but I don't use it. I don't but even remember my login. It. But we now have Instagram. You've you've had Instagram. I'm new to Instagram. Um, I, so if you want to follow us, uh, my Instagram is Wyke Fitness. Jeff, what's what's your Instagram again? Jeff Roberts. Zero two. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't really. Uh, I mean, if you search Jeff Roberts, you should be able to find me. Um, it's Jeff dot Roberts. That should be enough. Apparently, I don't have my phone here. I'm looking for it, but no, oh, I dropped it on the ground. Yeah. Um, 
it's jeff.robert02 so yeah follow me on instagram follow matt on instagram and uh yep that's all i got until next time i am jeff roberts for the one and only matt wyke and we will see you next week